Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 8th of January, the 8th day of 2024, leaving us the enormity of 357 days to work with on our way to 2025. So here we are, in transition from one year to the next, moving through new passages, doorways and gates, looking forward and backward at the same time, like the Roman god Janus, for whom the month of January is named. This morning, our slender, waning crescent moon keeps company with the planet Venus and the bright star Antares. Theoretical physicist and cosmologist Stephen Hawking was born today back in 1942. Tomorrow morning before sunrise, our moon and the planets Venus and Mercury will hang together in the eastern sky, and on Thursday at dawn, we'll have our new moon. This past week, I've been coping with some of the meteorological effects of the previous week when one of the hemlocks on our esker along the Stillwater River succumbed to the sustained 70-mile-an-hour blast of wind that snapped the 18-inch diameter tree at three feet up from the forest floor and, most importantly, turned the tree into what we arborists call a hanger that has been supported since by various large branches of neighboring trees and by the rafter at the southern edge of my girlfriend's writer's cabin. Any discussion of best practices when dealing with hangers will invariably include the importance of lots of preliminary planning as one approaches the disentanglement of a hung-up tree. Only after those significant considerations do the ropes and the winches and the pulleys and the chainsaw come into play. These sorts of challenges energize me as a kind of zen enters the process. Poet Wallace Stevens tells us, One must have a mind of winter to regard the frost and the boughs of the pine trees crusted with snow, and have been cold a long time to behold the junipers shagged with ice, the spruces rough in the distant glitter of the January sun, and not to think of any misery in the sound of the wind, in the sound of a few leaves, which is the sound of the land, full of the same wind that is blowing in the same bare place, for the listener who listens in the snow, and nothing himself, beholds nothing that is not there, and the nothing that is." Today in 871 at the Battle of Ashton, Ethelred I of Wessex and his, and his brother Alfred the Great beat the invading Danish army. Today in 1790, U.S. President George Washington delivered the first State of the Union address. Today in 1798, the 11th Amendment, in which judicial powers are construed, was ratified. Today in 1816, Sophie Germain became the first woman to win a prize from the Paris Academy of Sciences for her paper on elasticity. Today in 1833, the first music school in the U.S., the Boston Academy of Music, was established. Today in 1835, the U.S. debt was zero for the first and only time in our history. Today in 1867, African-American men were granted the right to vote in Washington, D.C., despite President Andrew Johnson's veto. And today in 1867, Crazy Horse and his Sioux warriors fought their last battle with the United States Cavalry at Wolf Mountain in Montana Territory. Today in 1935 in Tupelo, Mississippi, Elvis Aaron Presley was born to Gladys and Vernon Presley in a small farmhouse that had no electrical power or basic plumbing. Initially, Elvis was one of a set of twins, but when his twin brother Jesse 
Garen Presley was born dead, Elvis became an only child, as his parents had no other children. Elvis's father, Vernon, though an occasional laborer, was considered by his neighbors as a low-class layabout and would serve eight months in prison in 1938 for forging a $4 check. Thereafter, his reputation made finding work difficult and the Presleys barely scraped by. Somehow, however, Elvis's parents managed to scratch together 12 bucks to buy their son a guitar from Tupelo Hardware Store for his 12th birthday. And Elvis, encouraged by his mother, began to strum a burgeoning variety of tunes. When Elvis was 18, the family moved to Memphis and he found work in a machine shop and then as a truck driver, all the while dreaming of finding success with his music, which happened serendipitously after he decided to make a recording for his mother's birthday. Paid $4 to do two sides at Sun Records, was noticed by an office assistant who passed along Elvis's name to her boss, Sam Phillips, who set up a special session to hear a further sampling of Elvis's abilities, which included a rousing version of the rhythm and blues standard That's All Right, a tune soon to become a hit on the local country western radio stations. Yet this would only be a preliminary minor success as Elvis's nightly performances touring through the South in the early years were often netting him a minute fraction of what he had been hoping for, occasionally causing him to wonder financially, I might as well go back to driving a truck? In 1955, Elvis signed a contract with former carnival barker Colonel Tom Parker, who was neither a colonel nor an American, but an illegal alien from Holland. At first, Parker received 25% of Elvis's earnings in exchange for pushing Elvis into every money-making scheme Parker could concoct, but eventually Parker was diverting 50% for himself while simultaneously imposing significant demands and neglecting his clients a combination that had Elvis coping through the drug abuse that would kill him by age 42. Nonetheless, Elvis retained his rural gentility, helping relatives, friends, and employees, serving willingly in the U.S. Army when he was drafted, and ultimately, despite Parker's long-term criminal mismanagement of Elvis's finances and his consequential considerable loss of income, Elvis did not lose the love of his fans. Today is also the birthday in 1823 of British naturalist explorer and co-discoverer of the theory of evolution through natural selection, Alfred Russell Wallace. In 1836, of African-American educator and missionary Fanny Jackson Coppin. In 1860, of African-American missionary Nancy Jones. In 1862, of American publisher Frank Nelson Doubleday. In 1867, of American sociologist and feminist Emily Green Balch. In 1911, of American dancer and actress from Gone with the Wind, Butterfly McQueen. In 1912, of Puerto Rican actor, Jose Ferrer. In 1923, of German-American computer scientist, Joseph Weizenbaum, and of American comic actor, Larry Storch. In 1930, of American comedian, Soupy Sales. In 1937, of Welsh singer, singer Shelley Shirley Bassey. In 1938, of American TV host and DJ Bob Eubanks. In 1941, of American R&B singer Little Anthony. In 1942, of American actress Yvette Mimieu and of physicist Stephen J. Hawking. In 1946, of American guitarist from the Doors, Robbie Krieger. And in 1947, of English rock singer David Bowie and of English guitarist and singer Terry Sylvester. 
From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the third week of winter and the second week of 2024. Happy New Year.